0: hey this is dj with spoiled milk podcast i'm here to do a review on house of the dragon episode one Uh, if you like me i am a huge game of thrones fan Uh, the lore the world everything about it uh, is captivating to me i've read the books several times and i have to say uh without any spoilers at least at first without any spoilers uh house of the dragon met all of my expectations, uh, the acting superb, uh, even the setup of the show. Uh, I went into it expecting the the intro to be uh, as as broad and in scope as Game of Thrones was. You know the the uh, thematic music that comes on, uh, traveling the world of Westeros. However, House of the Dragon uh, tells a more, at least in the beginning. A more compact story. And if you're a person who maybe you don't have the compendiums, you haven't read uh, uh, Fire and Blood, uh, maybe you haven't read some of the other things or watched a million minutes of YouTube channels or, or uh, YouTube videos on House of the Dragon, then uh, it sets it up very nicely of when this story takes place. So going into it, we uh, the first title card uh, lets us know that this story takes place hundred and seventy uh, about 172 years uh, before the birth of da- Daenerys, uh, when the Great Rebellion happened with Robert Baratheon and when it happened with uh, Ned Stark. So this is 172 years uh, before that, and entering into that, uh, we we go almost right into uh, the succession of Jaharis the first, and how he's going to uh, choose his successor, which is Viserys, and it it doesn't throw you for a loop. And again, I have to go back to what I said just a couple moments ago that the story is a little more compact. So in, in Game of Thrones, you get this sprawling thematic epic that happens in the beginning of the show. And you get the camera travels across the map, and you go to Winterfell, and you go to King's Landing. And, and you know, depending on the storylines that are happening within that episode, you might, might go to uh, Dragonstone, or you might go to the Iron Islands, or what have you. This story in House of the Dragon is a little more pedestrian in the sense that for most of the show, you are in King's Landing. Uh, And we'll get to spoilers about that in a moment. You go to King's Landing for a second. uh, I mean, for most of the show, uh, you get some other locations uh, again, just for a moment. You don't get them for a long time. And I like that because one of the things that can happen with people especially when you're watching a fantasy epic it is hard to to really get a grasp on all of these places all of these people uh and especially in episode one when you know you you can you know westeros is large uh we could go to dorn uh that's actually mentioned at one point in the show the dornish uh you know and some various other places but within this first episode it is uh, really taking place mostly in in King's Landing, so I like that. I appreciate that. Uh, the acting again, superb. Uh, the actresses and actors uh, do a good job of, of taking this series. And one of the things that can happen in a fantasy epic, especially if you've seen anything like, uh, let's say, pre Game of Thrones, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, that first movie, uh, you know, it can become real ham-fisted. And the world cannot seem relatable. Uh, however, I love the fact that they were able to take uh, the Game of Thrones feel that we had before in the previous show, not to mention the last couple of seasons, but uh, the, the, the feel that they built up in those first uh, five or six seasons and carry that over uh, to House of Dragons. So excellent job uh, by the actors, by actresses. Uh, the writing is great uh what else do we want to get to before spoilers uh the writing was great uh y- you know the locations the, the uh, cgi the cinematics uh, also uh up to par uh now nah, i just want to jump into spoilers right uh jump into spoilers uh because this show is it, it was amazing it, it, you know there are a lot of naysayers out there uh about some things uh, I can be one of them at times. However, uh, this show actually beat my expectations. So going into this, we're introduced initially to Jaehaerys I, uh, and he chooses again uh, Viserys as his heir. From there, what we get, we're in spoilers right now. So, you know, if if you don't want to be spoiled, go watch it and come back to our channel. Uh, So, you know, then we jump up nine years. And that serves a great purpose. I, I love that we jump up. We have that time jump because it allows the world to breathe. It allows the world to breathe and allows some of these relationships as well uh, to go sour. Uh, you know, we have a queen uh, who is the, the queen, uh, ba- the would-be queen. Uh, and, and we see that relationship with her where that breaks down. And uh, she was the, the, the daughter of Viserys and the cousin, uh, I'm sorry, the cousin of Viserys and the daughter of Jaehaerys. And we, we see some uh, animosity brewing there with her and her family and her husband. Uh, we're introduced as well to Rania. And Rania is the current daughter of, uh, of uh, Viserys. And 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 you see, we're seeing all saying all these names for the uninitiated. It's going to be hard. So I would always recommend you pick up like a compendium or anything i'm not getting paid for this but i uh got this as a christmas gift uh, a few years ago uh this is the world of ice and fire it'll really set you up uh for where you where you need to go uh give you a road map of who these characters are and i probably do some more videos on uh these different characters their backgrounds and their history so if you if you want to see that just shoot in the comments we'll make sure we get it out but going back to the storyline so we got ranya We have uh, Viserys uh, and Damian Targaryen. Damian Targaryen is Viserys' brother, and he is the would-be heir. And uh, Viserys, his whole motivation, his whole drive is to get a male son, because all he has is his daughter. And I love the relationships that we see here. Now, I'm not a fan of Targaryens. I am not. Not a fan of Targaryens, because if you read throughout the the stories and the histories, uh, they are crazy. They are crazy, and that is just... (laughs) <laughs> that's just how it is so i'm not not a big fan of them but one thing i will say they're not boring uh but how however in this show what we get is we get some pretty intimate looks at the targaryens uh we get intimate looks at them about their relationships uh and what they have because initially you always think that that they're kind of cold uh when you look at especially how they did danny in uh the original game of thrones and then her brother viserys and uh how he treated his sister what we kind of learn from that is they're pretty cold people and and you will automatically think that they're frigid and they don't have good relationships however what we see at least initially uh with viserys and his wife is they have what seems to be a loving relationship and they talk about caring for one another and there's a lot of vulnerability there his wife even at one time says you know I i can't go through you know keep you know, just keep getting pregnant and having children in order for you to have an heir. I just can't do it anymore. She says it. And it's pretty much foreshadowing where she's going uh, as a character, what's going to happen to her. And on the other end of that, we have Damian Targaryen. Damian Targaryen is the quote unquote, type of person we see when we think about Targaryens. He is uh brutal, he is calculated, he is uh cold, he is malicious. Um and in this world, uh his brother wants to keep him close. So what he does is he makes him the uh captain of the king's uh of the uh the night uh the city watch. He makes him captain of the city watch, which to me, it's like, why would you do this? This guy is obviously a lunatic. He's crazy, and you know, my thoughts are pretty much backed up within that the, the first couple of minutes because uh, what he does is he goes out, he gets the king's guard, I mean, the city watch together, and his whole idea is uh, we're going to rule with brutality. So we're going to go out into the city streets, and I have to tell you, this show does not lack gore it does not like gore it does not like violence uh, sometimes the first episode because uh, it's a lot of setup there is a lot of uh, exposition that has to be uh has to uh, be explored you don't get a lot of violence you don't get a lot of action you have just a lot of setup which is good for the actors and good you know for us because we love story however it doesn't always you know keep our attention you just say okay i got to i got to get a little of that in episode 2 however house of dragon does not do that they they ramp this this gore factor up to ten. I even want to say eleven. Uh, there was one scene, uh, and I'll get to it in just a second. But there's one scene. If you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. But there's one scene in particular that just I I, I felt I felt weird watching it because it was just it was it was a little too a little too graphic uh, for my for my sensibilities for who I am. Uh, however, going back to Damian Targaryen. Uh he goes out, he, uh, you know, he, he leads with an iron fist. The the city watch go out there, they uh they maim people, they kill people, they uh turn a couple guys into eunuchs, so to speak. Uh and, and it just shows the brutality of this character. Of course, it's foreshadowing uh pretty much how he's going to be when it comes to this uh it, it's all about the iron throne. So when it comes to this war for the iron throne, when it comes to this bid for the iron throne, he's going to pretty much you know, be brutal. Uh he's uh my wife said it like this, he's the new Joffrey, which I kind of think he's probably a lot more Uh, He's a lot worse than Joffrey. He's probably, uh, he could be close to Ramsey. He could probably be real close to Ramsey, if not past Ramsey. So we'll see. Uh, But going back uh, to the king as well, the king wants to have a tournament to celebrate his new heir. His wife is pregnant. She's like 10 months pregnant, 11 months pregnant, 13 months pregnant. We don't know, but she's real pregnant and she's about to have this kid. So he sets up a a tournament for his new heir. Setting up a tournament before the heir is here, and don't you know it? While the tournament is going on, while all these knights and all these noblemen are fighting on the tournament field, his wife goes into labor. And what we get there uh, is we have the tournament on one side, juxtaposed with the uh, the birth of the heir on the other side, and it is very bloody. It's very violent. When I said this, one of these was the worst uh, scene that I've seen in quite a while, and it made me feel kind of queasy. It's not the tournament, it's the birth. Uh, we we see the Targaryen come out of, of Viserys uh, because the maesters basically tell him that he has to make a choice between his wife and his child, either losing both of them or being able to save one of them. And we see right away that he makes the decision about his heir. He doesn't make a decision about his wife. He doesn't make him a decision to say, well, we're going to wait and we're going to see what happens. We're going to hope for the best. That's not what he does. He he makes the decision that his wife uh, has to be forfeit for the life of his heir. And he doesn't have a conversation with her. It is brutal. He basically helps hold her down and he tells her, oh, I love you. But you know, you really don't see that love. He tells you, he tells her he loves her. He loves her, but then he allows the maesters to just cut on her. And if you're squeamish, if you're the person that, you know, type of person, like, yeah, you can watch battle scenes. You can watch blood and gore with, two people having swords, you're going to get that in the tournament. However, you may be a little squeamish with the part of the pregnancy. And for me, it was a little uncomfortable. It's not something I ever want to see again. Uh, I understand why it was so brutal. I understand as a story mechanism, uh, you want to make it something brutal and charring to let people know uh, uh, the the stakes and the things that are at at stake here uh, for the characters. But for me, it was just a little bit much. And something I really don't want to see again. Uh, So his wife, her life is forfeited for the heir. And lo and behold, it is a son. Uh, However, the camera cuts away from the son when it seems like he's coughing. uh, And then we see all the the small council going to the side of the king. And then it cuts to his wife on a pyre. And right in front of the pyre, we see uh, the child and then uh rainia uh she basically uh says the famous term "Jacaris" and the dragon that they have sets them on fire uh in effigy uh so it is it's a somber moment of the show however it's a powerful moment of the show it is something where you can tell that the king is really replaying in his head the decisions he's made also replaying uh, uh, you know, the decisions that have gotten him there. It's, it's a really good moment for the character. Uh, even though I don't like him after he made that decision, I don't like him. Uh, but it is a good moment for the character. We also see the King at various points within the storyline, uh, being cut by the iron throne. Uh, one of the wounds that he gets is on his back and the maesters even say uh say that the wound is not healing that they've tried to leech it uh they've tried milk of the poppy they've tried everything and they cannot get it to heal and, and that's really a, a look at or a symbolism of how the iron throne really k- kills the one that sits upon it It really draws the life out of them at various times within the show we also see uh the king cut himself uh uh sitting on the iron throne he gets nicks and cuts the out inadvertently uh kind of reminds us of aegon targaryen uh when he goes crazy if you read the books it was always talking about how he cut himself on the throne sitting on the throne how it was uncomfortable uh this, this this shows a truer representation of the iron throne than what we got in game of thrones you, you didn't see anyone getting cut you didn't see anyone uh quite uncomfortable however here you see all of that uh forest glory which i love as a book fan i love it um, i'm waiting on the winds of winter can't wait for that but uh getting back to this story so basically the the, the wife and the child die and the king is left in the morning. And while the king is in mourning his, his brother, Damien Targaryen, he goes out, he rents out an entire brothel, and, well, I want you to say basically, he calls the child that just died the king for the day, or heir, for, heir of the day, or heir for a day, uh, showing his, his lack of regard uh, for his brother, his brother's family, and this prompts the brother, once he gets wind of this, this prompts him uh, to name a new heir. Uh, and that heir is his daughter, which is uh, totally against convention, totally against the way of thinking, especially, uh, you know, in the type of times that they're in, that a woman would be able to sit on the throne. He calls his brother to the chamber. He uh, kicks him out of King's Landing. He tells him to go back to Dragonstone, and that he will uh, deal with him later, and he doesn't want to see him, and he names his daughter an heir, and this sets up all of the uh, the wheels of turning for what we're gonna get later on in the season. Uh I'm, I'm really looking forward to some dragon on dragon combat aerial action. Uh looking forward to the different factions setting up, and and, and as Irania is even getting uh uh she's uh being pledged fealty by all these lords. Uh we we see House Baratheon, and we also see House Stark uh pledging fealty at the end and i love how the the director of the show the creators of the show use that moment it was it was it, you get about five or different pe- uh, five or six different people pledging fealty. However, when you get to the Baratheons and you get to the Stark, it's, it's a different feel. The music and the uh the music picks up a little bit. Uh it's a little bit somber tune foreshadowing what's coming on. And even uh uh Viserys himself when he's talking to Rhaenya, he, he begins to talk about the long winter. He talks about the the long night and uh, and all of these things which for uh, you know, classic fans of the show kind of gives you an idea of where they're going and what's happening there and it, it kind of ties it in. And while we do not see a lot of the names, we you know, we don't see a, a lot of the uh terrells. Uh you, you hear the high towers, uh, you hear hear about the Errands and the veil of Aaron and all this. You you hear about all this. However, you don't uh, quote unquote get a lot of these names but the ones that you do get it makes it uh it makes it feel really good and it kind of draws you back to the show and one of the things the creators said is that they, they they wanted to kind of uh separate this show from game of thrones just a little bit while at the same time allowing us who uh who watch the the original show game of thrones to be able to come on and enjoy the show and then also be able to harken back uh uh to uh the the previous show uh without any ill feel or without losing identity of these characters so i want to say uh in my opinion uh house of dragon did what it was supposed to do very very good episode i appreciate it i appreciated what it was uh i'll give it a 10 out of 10 uh first episode fantastic i went can't wait until next Sunday. It comes on 9 o'clock again. I can't wait uh, to watch that again, Behold It, and uh, really uh, get back into the world of uh, Westeros uh, from all the previews of the following weeks, because what they did, they didn't just preview episode two. They previewed the following weeks. It looks like we're going to be traveling the world of Westeros uh, pretty extensively. So in between that time, I'm going to be going through doing some character studies. Uh, That way, those of you who uh, may not be familiar with some of these characters you can know who they are and uh, uh you know really uh, enjoy this show like i'm enjoying it if you like this video please leave us a like subscribe and we'll be back giving you all of your game of thrones and house of dragon information that way you can be prepared to walk through the world of westeros again i'm dj with the spoiled milk channel thank you as always and i appreciate all of you all